0: Yo, what's good alumni listeners? My name is Bobby and I'm a college graduate who two years departed from the institutional education system. I hold a bachelor's degree in finance and work within the career field of my studies and have been for about three years now.
1: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Wherever you're turning in from, welcome. My name is Andrew and I'm also a college graduate who has been in the postgraduate life for almost about two years now. I have a bachelor's in IT and soon-to-be master's in cybersecurity, as well as working in the industry for roughly about four years.
0: Alumni Talk is a podcast to help you navigate through the different stages and circumstances of college, high school, as well as the post-grad life. We aim to provide you tools, insights, and advice to help you in advance in whatever stage of young adult life you are currently in. We will be providing insights, current events, and guests to provide you the information you need to excel.
1: So sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast.
0: What's going on, listeners? Episode what, three, Andrew?
1: Episode three.
0: Episode three. And uh, we're actually going to uh, make an episode right now. Uh, that coincides with the title of the podcast alumni talk and this is going to be the discussion of your first day as an alumni so um, yeah man you got graduation coming up it's May Um, I know a bunch of my friends just recently graduated and uh, some of them were just kind of like posting those uh, snap stories saying like wow it's really happening and you know, having that realization that it's time to get out into the real world and try to become a young professional, right?
1: Yeah, is that that, uh, the, that that pre-adult life is is over. You're an adult. <laughs>
0: that's right. <laughs> yeah, you, you got to be now. You
1: yeah, this is be. life. This is life. Bills. <laughs> that's, that's what life is. Bills.
0: Uncle Sam.
1: <laughs> yeah. Come. The whole nine.
0: That's right. That's right. So, yeah, a couple of things that we're going to talk to you guys about today. Um, You know, we're really focusing on that first day. It's like, okay, you graduated yesterday, right? And then you're waking up in bed and you're like, it's over. There's no more college and having that realization. Um, You know, two questions that might come through your head is, let's see, what they are. Got notes on them. Uh, What do you do? And what do I expect? So if you're laying in bed the next day after graduation, stuff. Uh, what do I do now? Uh, hopefully you had planned that out um, throughout college, that did not become a serious question for you. If it is, don't. It doesn't matter. We're going to try and do our best to help you to give you uh, some thoughts and tools to think about. If that is a serious question and/or concern that you're having the day after graduation. And uh, question number two is, what do I expect? So what do I, you know, what can I prepare for as a young adult? What are some things that, you know, some people or what are some things I need to be expecting in the future? Um, Andrew, on the day after your graduation, uh, to answer for uh, those two questions, what did you do and what did you expect as, your first day as an alumni.
1: Yeah. What did I do? Uh, of course I celebrated, you know, uh, big accomplishment, uh, a bunch of emotions, family there, you know, graduation, the whole ceremony, um, you know, whether it was online because of COVID or not, you know, it's, it's definitely a, a chapter that you should close. Um, what did I do is, uh, I, I pressed, you know, um, I think I did all the right things and, and, uh, I went back to school. Then I went back to work the next week. You know, I took a week off. Uh, that week included graduation, everything. But I went right back to work. Uh, back to the grind. You know, you did it. Cool. <laughs> let's let's keep it going. You yeah. Know? What did uh what, what did you do, Bobby?
0: Pretty much same thing. I mean, I, so when I graduated, yeah, same circumstances. You, um, it's probably the same cir- circumstances as uh, the recent graduates of you know, 2021, you know, you get a couple of days, maybe two three days of partying. If you're really bad about it, maybe you get a whole week of partying. Um, but I think, you know, two, three days of celebration. And then right after that, um, I think I had two weeks with my current employer that I had in college that I still had to work with. And then right after that, I was moving. Because while I was in school, I had done what I was trying to do, which was get a job within the career field that I was studying. And uh, before I graduated, you know, my junior year, I had gotten uh, the job offer and uh, I accepted it. So right after that, I was really focused on moving and making sure that I was prepared to move uh, right
1: after graduating. So yeah, and hopefully and, you guys have
0: done that too.
1: Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, you know, you guys, you guys lined that up right with, you know, what we kind of talked about in the first two episodes. Um, you know, is is just grinding it out, going to those career fairs, right? Doing all that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, just just getting your name out there, applying for these jobs before, um, you know, graduation. If you didn't, then I mean, obviously, you know, let's say in in the sense that I didn't have a job lined up, what would I be doing day one? Okay, I'd be going on Indeed.com. I'd be filling out every single job application. I'd be going on LinkedIn. There's LinkedIn jobs. I'd be going to every single university or community college, have some kind of alumni network or some kind of platform. I'd be going there and hitting that up, right? Just because right, you graduated, exactly. you know, and even if you graduate and you don't have a job, that makes it that much more important to go ahead and do that, right? Okay, yep. there may have been things coming up. It may have been delayed. You should have been doing this before. Cool, but never late you know, better than never late, right? So go ahead and, and be doing all those. I mean, a bunch of websites, even on employer sites, right? If you go to, you know, let's say Pepsi or Coca-Cola or, you know, Apple, Google, you can subscribe to job notifications as soon as they post them and they'll send you an email as soon as the job is posted. That's the same with LinkedIn. That's the same with Indeed. That's the same with, uh, I think it's Glassdoor that's doing that now, right? So it's not even like you have to go out there and do it that all you have to do is just click on and apply even with linkedin when you're applying for jobs you create your job profile and then when a job pops up you click boop, apply and you apply. It takes two seconds
0: super easy hopefully you guys are learning about uh linkedin while you're in college and that you're actually using the platform more than you're using instagram uh, because that platform is it's killer it's really really important to understand and know uh, linkedin Um, especially if you're a college graduate. So um, yeah, exactly what Andrew said. And while you're doing all those things, um, you know, you gotta be out there and having at least a starting point. So Andrew was talking about, you know, going to uh, community colleges and networking within the alumni networks of those colleges and trying to figure out when the next, you know, job career fairs are, you know, pretty much networking and find opportunities between a community college or your actual university, whichever one you attended. If you've uh, attended one or the other, and let's say you got a community college within uh, a very close location of a university, do both. I mean, it doesn't hurt to do both. But in the meantime, have some type of a job to get income while you're doing these things. This is now your side hustle, okay? If you're sick and tired, I mean, for me, I did not like to work in the restaurant industry, but, you know, all through college, I mean, fortunately, I didn't have to work too long in it in college. I was super blessed with uh, getting an opportunity within kind of a starter position within the uh, field of my studies. And that kind of took over. But what I had to do before that was literally, I was, I did not have a job, no income, no nothing. And, over the span of two days, both days, I went to 28 different restaurants door to door, knocking on the doors, or not really knocking, just going into the restaurant and handing out my resume, full suit and tie and everything. And, uh, got a few job offers for a restaurant position as a waiter. And, um, by doing that, I had gotten a couple offers, but I took the first one that, you know, had come up and, um, And by doing that, I'll set myself up like with a set of income, and you guys should be doing the same. So while you're out there, you know, trying to find networks and trying to get the job within your field of study or your dream job, have some type of income coming in um, and, you know, make the most of that. Andrew, did you not experience something similar to that as
1: well? Yeah. I mean, you know, I kind of worked in a in restaurant and, and, you know, I had multiple jobs uh, at the same time, right, going through college. So that didn't stop. You know, um, a lot of people are keep, you know, they, they graduate and they're like, oh, I got six months before I got to start paying back my loan. Let me enjoy the summer. Let me do this and that. That's not the case. Right. Yeah. You got to get out there and get it. You need the work ethic of exactly what Bobby just said. going to 28 restaurants in a suit and tie, essentially going door to door saying, hey, are you all hiring? I'd like to work for you. Right. I mean, exactly. a lot of jobs too, and depending on the industry, they don't have start dates immediately, right? Majority of major companies have start dates July 31st and January 1st, because that's when their training begins. They may, they may hire you, but you can't start. You're not making money. So right, I mean, You got to do exactly. something in the meantime, you know, like grind it out. Like There's just a lot of things that come into play. I mean, a lot of, a lot of jobs, they do go ahead and they start you out in like a month or so. But even so, for a month, I mean, what are you doing? You know, you got to take advantage of it. You can't be sleeping on this kind of stuff.
0: That's right. And a lot of times, especially, I mean, you've worked in the restaurant industry for quite some time. What are the benefits of just at least starting out there? I know there's plenty. I've I've watched videos of uh, individuals who started out in the restaurant industry, especially in the serving positions. And, um, you know, from your experience, You know, what have you seen to be a a big beneficiary in that, uh, in doing that?
1: Yeah, me personally, I think everyone should work in the restaurant. I mean, one, to understand what actually goes into it and to gain some respect for those people that are literally working their tails off to make ends meet for the majority of people that do that kind of stuff. Um, But I mean, the benefits from that are just huge, right? Time management, um, you know, communication skills, leadership skills. You are kind of your own boss in a server role. And you have responsibilities of four or five, six tables at the same time with all people depending on you. You know, you almost got like your own little tiny business that you have to run and make sure that that runs smoothly throughout the whole entire night with many conflicts and stuff coming up all on different phases. Like this person, this table may have just sat down. They're about to finish. They're about to go get their food. They're waiting to order. There's just so many things that come out of it. And I just think that, yeah, it's, it's not ideal. But the things that that you can take away from it are just they go a long, long way.
0: Absolutely. And uh, my my tip as well on that is that you're never gonna you never know who you're gonna meet as a customer of yours. So you'll never. I mean, you could be serving a very, very, uh, you know, established individual, a business owner, you know, CEO, or you know, a professor or the dean of the school that you just went to, and you just never know, right? So, I mean, if you take ownership of that and you take, you know, pride and take um, joy in doing it, granted, it's not the best job, but one of the uh, biggest tips I've always thought about, you know, jobs and stuff like that is it's only a stepping stone to get you to the top. So, you know, make sure you're taking the right step and do it with the right attitude because it's just a stepping stone and, you know, have pleasure doing what you're doing. So, like I said, you never know who you're going to meet at that table. So if you happen to work with somebody or you serve somebody and you do a great job of doing it, they could offer you a position. I, I mean, that's what happened to me within my waiting career. Like, literally, I was waiting a table. Remember, or the individual, he was, uh, he was in, an, in an executive position within the company. And uh, remember the individual's name. And well, I had served him, we connected. Uh he liked to surf, I like to surf, and so does my dad. And so he was talking about surf trip that he went on and just did my job, served him, and then he came back about two months later. I remembered his name. He got sat in my section again. I remembered his name. He was impressed with that. And um You know, he ended up giving me his contact information and uh, we ended up seeing each other. And he told me about the job position that I got throughout college. But that wouldn't have happened if I did not, you know, one, if I wasn't a waiter and two, if I was not trying to do my best at being a waiter.
1: Absolutely. I I had many, many similar circumstances where, uh, you know, the restaurant that I was in and and the city that I went to college, um, there was a lot of business there. So people would, would come for business and leave. Um, there's a couple of hotels surrounded by it. So they'd come to the restaurant that I worked at. And, you know, I would have many times where, you know, always just put on a smiley face communication and just really doing the best at your job. They'd literally hand me a business card and say, email me for looking for a job. I like your work ethic and walk away. Not even exactly. my table, not even exactly. my table. Could be my table. Maybe not, but yeah, you never know who's watching. You never know anything. I mean, even uh not even only the people that that you you serve the guests at a restaurant but the, the people that i work with right those people are all doing out doing great great things and at any moment if they need something they know to hit me up and if any moment i need something from them i know they'd answer me right away
0: exactly. especially
1: your boss references everything it's it's yeah it's, it's immense and i mean even at the same time too um you know, while you're in college, uh, um, you know, you should also be doing this. The, the first internship that I got, um, you know, I, I went to as a freshman. They said, hey, there's this internship. It's sophomores and juniors only. I was a freshman. I walked up. I said, hey, I want to get this internship. I know I'll get this internship. I'm a freshman. Here's my resume. Can you review it and tell me what I need? So when I come back as a sophomore or junior, I can get that internship. I went back every four weeks while they were on campus and when, when did it, what ended up happening? I got the internship.
0: Got the internship. That's right. Tenacity. Yep. Tenacity. So if you're waking up, you know, the day after your graduation, you're not, you're, you're kind of confused or you're just kind of like, oh, oh no, this is, it. this is the end of it all. The party's over. It's time for uh, a little bit of tenacity on your end and um, you know, figuring out the next step and just take massive action. That's the biggest thing. Take massive action.
1: Yep. The only, uh, yeah. the only person stopping you at the end of the day is you, you know, school, school is a nice kind of pre adult life structure to where, okay, we have these, get these set schedules in play. They're kind of all over the place. They change every semester. All you really got to do is show up. Yeah. And then you make a, you make up your own schedule outside, of class because you have to get a good grade in order to graduate well in life there's no one pushing you there's no there's no structure it, it all comes down to you right so you just mm-hmm. yeah you just got to go out there and get it
0: exactly and begin networking so definitely start doing that and um in terms of expectations of college you know on the first day I mean a couple things to prepare for. Um, I would suggest, you know, let's say you got a job lined up, you've done networking, you got an opportunity. Let's say it's in a different place from where, you know, you graduated. Let's say you graduated in LA and you got a job down in San Diego, right? A couple of things you need to prepare for and have uh, within your mind. Are you going to live with roommates? Number one. Number two, how close do you want to live close to your job? and how you know how valuable is that to you. Um and number three, you know, if you're currently in a relationship, is your significant other going to go to the same location with you as well? Um those are a couple things to you know think about if you have a job opportunity to line up and those are expectations. I would definitely start preparing for those because those are going to be kind of needed. I mean even though the, you know, going to the office and moving to different locations, like the beer bug coronavirus has kind of like changed that up a little bit. And um, I mean, everything's kind of remote right now, but who knows, maybe we all will start going to the office again sometime soon. So, I mean, I know the CDC has uh, just recently changed its updates on, you know, mask requirements and stuff, but, What other things do you think uh, somebody should be prepared for or expect?
1: Yeah, you know, I think everything we're saying applies both uh, remotely and in person. Um, The only difference is that whether it's virtually or in person, exactly that. Um, I think some things to expect is that you're going to get pretty hard. You're going to hit pretty hard with, uh, you know, some some weird emotions, right? Some some anxiety, some stress, you know, it's this whole new chapter of life. Just like yeah. you felt similar to going into college, right? Um, you know, I remember walking around the first week after I graduated and I'm like, you know, <laughs> I got my bachelor's degree, you know. And then after that week it's like I got my bachelor's degree, okay, you know, like you know like there's no silver gold crown on my head, you know, no one looked at me differently, like yes, it's a major accomplishment, but okay, you know, I think my expectations were just way different, like it's not like this is gonna put you in such an elite status that people are gonna you know run out of the way for you to walk through a crowd or something, you know that's right, that's it's, right it's, it's 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 having that reality check, right, being humble. Um, some other expectations too, or going along with yours, Bobby is, yeah, when you do start a job, um, keep in mind that you usually don't get your first paycheck till three or four weeks after you start, because you usually will join in the middle of a pay period. Uh, so, you know, again, if you're moving locations or you're starting a job, you're getting your own apartment, um, you know, that costs a lot of money up front. Um, and just, just to be financially prepared for that. I think other things, too, are, um, you know, the majority of you guys are going to have college apartments that do end. Uh, usually if you graduate in May, you know, your lease ends in in the end of July, early August time frame. Um, I wasted an opportunity to try to sublease my apartment and get, and, you know, get some money out of it. That's, that's always an expectation that you can set um, that I missed out on um, and really just yeah, it just goes back to going and getting it. Um, the expectations that you're just going to apply for a job and get it because you got an interview. I think that's very misleading. And that's something you have to get accustomed to. You're going to interview 50 times and you're going to get one job. Right. That's, that's exactly
0: facts. right. Yes.
1: That's facts. Don't, don't go off like, oh, my gosh, I got an interview. The, the indeed, or someone says that the average salary is 80. I'm going to go get a new car. I'm going to go ahead and sign a lease. Like, absolutely not. Don't please. You don't do anything until you sign that final piece of paper of an offer letter and you accept it. And then even then that's when you can say, I, yes, I have a job and I landed it. Right. Right. Like the expectations of landing an interview versus getting a job or even getting past the first interview. Are, are very misleading coming straight they, out of college um, because you got a bachelor's degree and you think that you deserve it with 50,000 yeah. other people that just graduated. And what's the exactly. difference?
0: It, exactly, exactly. You got to be able to stand out. And the best way to do that is through tenacity. Okay, you went through the first interview. Follow up, follow up, follow up, follow up. You really want that job. You need to sell them that you are the person for that job. Um, I mean, so many people our age, and so many recent college graduates, they don't do their due, due diligence in trying to get the job that they quote unquote want, right? They think they applied, they had the phone interview. I'm like, oh, you know, they, it went really well. They said that they're going to reach back out to me. It went super good. I think it went really good. I think they're going to reach back out to me. Every single one of their interviews goes just like that. I promise you especially when it's dealing with nothing but college graduates. You're not the only one that they're having a good interview with. So you need to be following up like crazy with these people. Annoy them, literally annoy them. But you got to do it in a pleasant way. I'm not literally telling you to be a pester and like, hey, I need this job, like beg for it. No, you don't, tell, you don't beg for it. You just, ex- you, you got to sell them. I am the right person for this job. Here is why. And you lay it out. And then, you know, you tell – you got to show them a little bit of tenacity. uh, Hey, I really, really want this job. I'm going to continue to follow up with you. I'm not going to wait for you to follow up with me. That's pretty much what you need to do as a recent college graduate. Yep. And then I I promise you, if you take those steps, you will more than likely get the job. It's going to have to take a little bit of charisma and stuff like that, you know. And a solid work ethic, you have to prove that you are who you're selling yourself as to be and um, and live up to that, too. So if you sell yourself as, you know, somebody that is bilingual, be bilingual, literally. <laughs> don't don't just say, oh, I can speak a little bit and you, all you know how to say is, hello, my name is. <laughs> you can't do that. I ain't going to sell it, you know.
1: That ain't it. Don't, that, anyway. that would
0: not be a good selling point because then they're going to ask, be surprised. Don't be surprised if you sell yourself as somebody who's bilingual and there's going to be, you know, three person interview. One of the other people is going to be, you know, a native speaker in that language. And then out of nowhere, you're starting to get questions. Like, let's say, for example, you got three people, you know, ABC. Be the entire time who's sitting in the middle. They're pestering you with questions. Uh, Tell me more about yourself, you know. Tell me about your experience in college. Uh, You know, what was your extracurricular activities? Don't be surprised if A or C out of nowhere jumps into the interview and starts hitting you with that other language or starts really testing you on the things that you're kind of selling yourself as. Oh, you said you're a leader. Tell me about your leadership experience. You know, they, they could do that. So be prepared for that. Prepare for, for alcohol. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: And so happens, I live up to those expectations. Way too but... often.
0: Yeah, it does. It does. And a lot of people lose the opportunity because they don't know how to answer those kind of questions. They sell themselves as X, Y, and Z. And in reality, when they're asked about it, they don't know how to talk about it. Not saying that they didn't ever do it, but maybe it's not as serious as, you know, they're advertising it to be. Oh, I was a leader when you're really just like kind of a co-captain of a, I don't know, like a disc golf team.
1: Yeah, project or something, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah a project. That's a better example.
1: So. Yeah. I think um, other things too is, and Bobby, I think we should probably just do a whole entire separate episode on this. It's just post-grad interviews. Um,
0: yeah, we should. Like, um, we, we
1: can probably talk about this for like an hour. Um, yeah. But yeah, just some other things to mention, right? Is like, think about it in the senses where there are probably 50 other applications where res- resume-wise, you guys are all equal. You all have a bachelor's degree. You guys all just went through college. And now you're all looking for an entry-level job, right? What is going to make the difference between you and those 49 other candidates, right? And all that's going to be determined by the interview process. The hardest thing is you have to be yourself. Anyway, right. anyone, anyone could go through the interview and ask questions, but personality shines, and that speaks louder than anything else. That's right. There's also nothing wrong at the end of the interview by asking, hey, can I get your email? And they say, okay, here it is. They never ask why. Send them an email probably 30 minutes after the interview and say, thanks for your time. That speaks louder right there as well, without a doubt. That's right. If I get that, I'm like, okay, this person knows. This, this person appreciates my time. I've been busy as can be. I took time out of my day to interview them, and that really just made them stand out. And then yep. at the end of every interview, they ask you, do you have any questions? Always no, we'll qu- at the end of every interview, 70% of people say, no, I don't think I do. And that's either because, one, they can't think of one, two, they didn't prepare. Go on to their website and see what the local news is on that company. They're like, hey, well, you know, I saw Mr. CEO in the news, and he was talking about this Next Level Project that's coming out. What are your thoughts about it? What do you think, right? Even Uh if you don't have any questions, just to kind of, like, let them know, like, hey, I I care about the company, you know? This is interesting and I want to get your thoughts. And then ask follow-up questions. You can Google follow-up interview questions and the top five sources are probably the best ones that I've ever seen. Obviously everyone's Google searches are gonna be different but you get the point of that, right? It's like, hey, what do you see in a candidate that's excelled in this role, right? What are some qualities that you've seen that really makes someone stand out? What are some positive criticisms that you can give me so I know what to move forward and then even you can ask them you know and this usually goes more towards the hiring manager but they should know is when can I expect to hear from you guys next uh about the process moving forward and then if they give you a date you have their email after you said thank you follow up hey I just want to follow up Haven't heard from you yeah nothing wrong with that at all
0: not at all Man, dude, we're gonna have an entire episode about that one because literally, yeah. as as you're speaking, I, I'm I'm telling you, if you guys are a listener, please tune in to that episode because I have, personally I know what's worked for me, and I'll explain it to you in that episode. It's uh, it's 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 kind of a really good question because that is a very very important point. It's like, oh, you know, do you have any questions for us? I've in every single interview I've ever taken. I have plenty of questions, but there's one question that I've always had in each of those that, um, so to say, puts the ball in the employer's court instead of you know me asking for the job. We'll get to that. You just got to tune into that next episode. Yeah, tune
1: into tune in that we because should, we should do uh, that now. one's
0: going to be—it's a silver bullet. I promise you.
1: We should do that for the next episode.
0: Yeah, most certainly. Yeah, we can definitely do that
1: episode the next course.
0: episode we'll have we'll give you guys some interview tips you know because you now graduated and uh, it's time for you to find the career within your uh, field of study but so a couple things uh to you know further expect like andrew said andrew hit the nail on the head good job on that one too bro um because the anxiety thing yeah that will come up it's a new stage in life it's just like going from middle school to high school, going from high school to college, your freshman year, especially within the first semester of your freshman year. things are just a little bit weird. It may not feel weird, but I promise you you've come this far through college. I bet if you look back and sit back and think about it, your freshman semester and maybe your freshman year, you're like you, you sit back and you think about it. it's like that was a little bit weird. There's a, you know some emotions in there. That's what's going to happen as soon as you graduate. You're going to have anxiety. Uh, You're going to be confused. You're going to be stressed. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Sugarcoat it. Welcome to life. That's how life is from now on. So deal with it. I do not encourage complaining about it whatsoever. Become a master at dealing with it because it will excel you into where you want to go. You got to use that energy. Don't let it, uh, like, use you. You use it. So yep. that was a great job. Great point by you, Andrew, is that be prepared for, you know, the emotional circumstances that are going to come in the future as soon as you graduate.
1: Yeah, and that, that's not short-term either, you know. Um, no. I think, I think it's, it, it's a lifestyle change. You know, you've been doing this life, style of college for four or five years. And now all of a sudden it comes to an end. You know, but you got that's a chapter in your book that you got past and you closed. You cannot let that eat you away. And FOMO, aka fear of missing out, is going to try its hardest to tear you down, especially when you see all your college friends that didn't graduate go back to school in August and do the same things that you're going to miss. But yeah. if you put in that work, you can do that 10 times better in a year or two, right? On your own terms, you know, not, not with the stress of, oh, you know, if I do this, you know, I might miss this assignment, but, you know, I'll have to crank it out, you know, et cetera, et cetera, right? And then also, I think that the, the expectation thing as well, just to add on, one that just came to mind, the value of a dollar, okay? If you're in high school, the value of $20, is a lot or at least it was to me the value of a dollar in college a hundred dollars was a lot now the value after postgraduate life when you're an adult a thousand dollars is not a lot (laughs) it's not i'm
0: meaning like i know what you're saying meaning how far it can go essentially yes
1: like how you far know, you can
0: the things that you can get with that without having to worry about you know losing anything if you yep. if you you know blow a hundred dollars on a pair of shoes. Yep.
1: Yeah. High school, you know, you you were working. You got probably two hundred, two hundred fifty dollars paychecks. That was a fresh outfit. That was food. You're cool. You got no bills. Everything's paid for. You know, in college. All right, cool. You know, I I got my tuition paid for. Uh, whether I paid it via loan, FAFSA, you know, whatever it may be, I got my meal plan, you know, um, all that's paid in the front, you know, I had I had to learn how to, you know, use that to my advantage too. Um, the only thing I really had to worry about was, you know, for your freshman, the dorm, not so much, but after freshman year, rent, you know, rent or, or food to go in the fridge, right, that $100 goes a long way in college, because you know how to budget, right, all the generic food brands and stuff, you don't have to you know buy Dole's orange juice when you got uh, you know food line brand orange juice that's a third of the price still tastes the same to a degree you know but you'll get by at college <laughs> and then you know after college it's it's life you know it's it's health insurance you got rent you got gas you got car payment uh, you know you you got you got food that you got to pay for there's none of that it's yeah how how far can you stretch the dollar right yeah. never mind You know, other stuff for yourself like clothes and and going out and, you know, watching a movie or, you know, all that kind of stuff. You know, even the health insurance, you know, uh, eye exams, you know, your phone bill, like it all just adds up. And the expectations of that just smack you all at once because you're slowly being built to it and it can only prepare you so much until, okay, you graduated you're in this full-time job. Oh yeah, I'm making 60k, but guess what? After taxes, that's 40k. Yeah. You know, and all this kind of stuff that you're not even used and to. You and you got to live off you're of in that a, 40k. Yeah. Now you're in a whole nother tax bracket, and you got all this other stuff coming in, and you know, oh, after six months, boom, here comes student loans that I gotta pay back. You know, it's it's the expectations are, you can only prepare so much, but just be as ready as you can.
0: Right. Exactly. Be very, very prepared. And that brings up another point. What should you expect? Earlier, I mentioned uh, the topic of moving. Uh, If you have not moved yet in your life, and if you have, you will surely know what I mean by the cost of moving. That is not a joke. I can't tell you how prepared you you should be for that. The expenses of moving into a new place and making it your own costs, money, not a couple hundred, not a thousand, not 1500. So a couple thousands of dollars once it's all said and done. You got to put down security deposit, first month's rent. You got to put down uh, homeowner or renter's insurance. If you're renting, um, you also got to put down, um, you know, you got to buy your own furniture. I hope you're not completely sleeping on the floor for, for too long. If you are, salute to you. You know, that's that's the way to go. If you can do it, then do it for sure. Uh, if you have no problem sleeping on a sleeping bag, then do it. Um, but the cost of moving is expensive.
1: Yeah. So um, be prepared for that. There's just a lot that, I mean, even to apply, right, you got the application fee, you got the security deposit, um, mm-hmm. then you got first month's rent. So usually a security deposit is a month's rent. And then you also got another month's rent, right? So technically yep. you got to pay two months right up front. Um, yeah, furniture, getting new stuff, even the soap, shampoo, you know, plates, dishes, silverware, uh, you know, washing detergent, laundry detergent, all this kind of stuff. It adds up. It's, it's, I can't even tell you, it just adds up. Never mind, you know, if you need to get a U-Haul, cleaning supplies, you know, the normal necessities. I mean, you know, and and keep in mind, you know, usually when you move, again, this is for a job and you have to pay all this up front. And again, off that job, you're not getting the paycheck till three or four weeks after you start.
0: And
1: don't forget, you got to get food for yourself. (laughs) So, you know, again, yeah, I think that's a great point, Bobby. It's just the yeah, the cost of moving is immense especially if you're moving somewhere like California or, you know, pretty much the West coast where the cost of living and that kind of stuff is a lot greater than it is compared to the East coast or other places.
0: Yeah, most certainly. So I haven't lived up in New York, California, just because of that reason, the cost of living in in those States, it's just kind of astronomical and it just doesn't make sense to me. And plus, I mean, I, I personally like where I'm at, so um, that's a couple things to definitely expect and be prepared for. Um, but yeah, I mean, congratulations to the recent graduates. Um, if you guys have not already done so, go ahead, subscribe, like, comment, and definitely share this with the recent graduate if they're in the position that, uh, that we're mentioning. They're graduating, oh snap, it's reality. It's re- it's actually happening um, so that they can get some, you know, get this information so that, you know, they can learn from people who've done it and actually gone through those steps themselves. Um, Andrew uh, did make another point with that as well. You're going to see your friends that have yet to graduate, you know, doing the things that they, that you're doing last year. Maybe they're having even more fun than they did when you were in college. They're going to be posting it all over social media and all that kind of stuff. Like Andrew said, don't get FOMO. Here's a big tip for you you're now an alumni, you're no longer a student. You've got to make that mental change. You've got to change your personal image. I'm not a college student anymore. I am a young professional, I'm an alumni. You're, you should be a young professional that's the biggest piece of uh, advice to to you guys that I suggest adopt the mentality of a young professional be responsible be motivated be ambitious change you know if you got I, I mean if you're wearing you know nothing but t-shirts and gym short or gym shorts all the time start you know, putting on some button-up shirts. If you're working in a white-collar job, if you're working more of a blue-collar position, wear a polo shirt. If you're work, if you're a blue-collar worker, that doesn't mean you don't have, you know, the responsibility to be a professional. It's quite impressive when blue-collar uh, individuals take their job extremely serious as a professional. would. So, that's a big piece. Uh, my. I, should, I probably could have started out this podcast with that piece of advice at first, but I think that's very important. Recognize who you are now. Think about who you want to be as a young professional and be that what's in the past is in the past. You did it. You're going to get that expensive piece of paper to slap up on the wall. And, um, but now it's time for you to be a young professional.
1: Um, yeah.
0: Anything you want to touch on that, Andrew?
1: No, like I think. Uh, I think you said it well. Um, that's exactly it. I think the wardrobe change is is ideal too, because you know, in college, I think everyone dresses to fit the fad at that university, and uh, you know, a lot of times that doesn't necessarily meet up to the professional life. So, yeah, you're gonna wear a suit and tie to the job interviews, but what are you gonna wear to the first day, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, I think I think you definitely hit that on the head. But yeah, definitely, congrats to everyone that just graduated. Uh, Definitely like, share, comment, subscribe, you know, uh, feel free to comment, right? Let us know, uh, you know, what did you expect, right? What did you expect after that day one? What was it like for you? What are some things that helped you out? Um, You know, we always want to hear. That'd be super cool. Um, I know we can definitely discuss that in in the next videos, the follow up and, and, you know, everyone, everyone goes through these things differently. So, you know, opinions and, and, you know, real life experiences are always welcome um, because I'm sure everyone can benefit from that. But, yeah, I think that's it.
0: Absolutely. Send us some questions too, man. We want to be involved, see how we can help you guys. Sincerely, we're not doing this just to sit here and talk because we like to talk to each other. We can do that without, you know, going through the work of trying to get this information to you guys. The importance of this is to get some questions for you guys, see how we can help you all. So please send us, uh, you know, some comments and uh, post your comment or post your questions in the comments. And uh, we'll be involved with you guys and see what we can do to help you guys out, most certainly.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So definitely appreciate everyone listening. Uh, You know, again, this is Bobby and Andrew with Alumni Talk and look forward to the next episode.